to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Salvation, the most important ingredient in a fellowship. Amen. Salvation. How many of you saved? Amen. You saved because you believe, right? You saved because you believe and you keep believing to be saved. Amen. And then once you believe, like old folks say, once you believe hard enough, it'll start changing your actions. Amen. They used to have. Hard enough, saved enough, you ain't saved enough. Yet. I mean, man, it was like an amount that you could have. <laughs> you know, and they meant well, but they were right to a certain extent. There is. I mean, it, we're just growing and maturing. And, uh, you know, I don't believe God is what people think he is. He ain't trying to put people in hell. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. Not God's people. Not Not humans. Amen. That's not God's intent. God wants that. He would that all be saved. He wants us saved. Amen. So salvation is an important ingredient in any fellowship of believers. Salvation is the most important. Salvation is the catalyst that enables us to fellowship. We are family because we are all grafted into the same bloodline and should possess the same spiritual DNA. So we are all engrafted in the same bloodline. We should all possess God's DNA. That's what makes us brothers and sisters. Amen? Look at the person next to you and say, hello, brother or sister, whichever one it is. No, there's only two. There's only two allowed in this fellowship. You're either a brother or you're a sister. And if you're a sister, amen, you don't have the same parts as the brother. And the brother has other parts. And there's only two in here. Amen. Only two allowed up, up around these parts. Now you take them, you take your part somewhere else and get them misdiagnosed. But in here, we're going to diagnose you either a man or a woman. And a man's going to function like a man and a woman's going to function like a woman. And the two going to come together and become one flesh because they fit. Amen. 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 Ain't no third, ain't no third party parts involved in this. Try to make something happen that ain't supposed to. Nah, nah. we old fashioned, old school. This old, old fashioned. It's gotta work. We ain't gonna make it work. It just gotta work. But that DNA keeps us. Brothers and sisters in Christ. That's how we're crafted in to the fellowship of believers. Amen? That's how we're Kendrick. That's how the same blood in you is in me. 
It's spiritual. Yeah. It's natural too, though, because you just did a natural act to bring God turns the natural act into something spiritual. If you don't believe that, then you don't believe the story of Adam and Eve in the garden because they did something natural that had a spiritual consequence. Right? And what you eat, don't let me have to preach pharmacos. Don't let me have to go in my alchemy book. Yeah, what you eat every day affects you spiritually. Amen. Eat too much and watch how you act. It's going to change you spiritually. If you don't eat enough, uh, if you don't eat anything, you're ready for warfare. <laughs> yeah, boy, try to tell me the, 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 uh, the natural and the spiritual, they all come together. You better believe it. Amen. You're going to live according to the word and make good decisions, certain things you can't eat. You don't believe me? Get drunk. Watch how many spirits come in you. They even call what you're drinking spirits. You crazy. You crazy. If you think people crazy. You don't even know that that's spiritual what you're doing. Smoke some weed. That's natural. But it's spiritual. Because you allow spirits come because you're, what guards you is disabled with marijuana. First Corinthians 12 and 20. But now are they many members, yet one body. If we're going to be one body, we have to agree. Amen. Amen. Let your hands stop agreeing with the rest of your body. It's going to slap you to death. (laughs) God's spirit that is given to us provides the tools needed to create, repair, and sustain our relationships with one another in a fellowship. Create relationships repair relationships and then most importantly what sustain God's spirit his spiritual fruit helps us walk correctly among our brethren if you apply his spiritual fruit to that situation I guarantee you you'll be able to repair and sustain any relationship you walk in love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance you can repair any relationship that was meant to be some relationships just aren't meant to be Amen. Some people aren't meant to be in your life. And you better thank God that God took them out of your life. Amen. They meant you harm. Amen. And listen to this. It, they may just be immature at that time. Okay. And so they can't jail with you at that time. Maybe at a later date, you can revisit it. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're all on different levels. We believe different things. Maybe something that they believe isn't good for you at this time. Okay? But we have to be sensitive to God so we can know these things. I always pray the prayer. God, whoever doesn't belong in my life, take them out. Whoever belongs in my life, bring them. Amen? James 3 and 15. And the fruit of, of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Did you hear that? So the, 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 the peace... I mean, the fruit of righteousness comes when we make peace. It is sown in peace to them when we make peace. Amen? Amen. Loving each other is only a mirror of our love for God. Our love for God is contingent upon how we view ourselves. Low self-worth causes us to treat others badly. So how we view ourselves is how we're going to treat other people. 
This ain't a self message to you empower yourself and go get Ayanna Van Zant's DVD. Ain't saying no foolishness like that. Don't consult the witch for nothing. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't do that. Then you really be messed up. No, but your esteem, you have to protect your esteem and you have to, you know, you, you know how you, how you boost your esteem? You, you really want to know? Anybody, this, this is going to help you. This ain't even in the lesson, but I'm going to give you this one free. This, this is going to bless you. You know how you boost your esteem? Disassociate yourself with who you used to be. That's it. That's it. Because who you used to be before Christ came and did his work, before God did all this, who you used to be is who you don't want to be now. But when you associate it with it and do the works of that old person, it pulls your esteem down because you have made no progress. You're the same person. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's how you do it. Disassociate yourself with that old man. But move from where you used to be. Quit being like that. And as you disassociate yourself from the old man, then you can have confidence in the new man. If the new man is making better decisions than the old man, then don't be making bad decisions. Because that's the old man. And it hurts how you feel about yourself and what you think about yourself. Then when somebody's making good decisions, you got to find something wrong with them to level the playing field so you'll feel better about what's wrong with you. Yeah, that's all preachers of L.A. and preachers of Detroit. All them shows, that's all they're there for. It's to make everybody feel good being an idiot. Because if the preachers and everybody acting the fool, then we can all act the fool. See, I was going to work on this, but since Reverend so-and-so is like, well, I guess, you know, he a man of God too. That's all it's there for. God never intended for us to be busy with the affairs of others like that. We're not supposed to know what's going on in everybody's personal life. Matthew 19 and 19. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So, we got to keep relationships right. The right relationship you should have with your father is honor. That's the only relationship, honor. He should be a king to you. Amen. Start slowing down, quieting down now, Jack. Yeah, but I know he wasn't there, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. Well, maybe your mama was mad at him. Maybe she didn't let him be there sometime. You don't know. That's why it's best to stay out of grown folks' business and do what the Bible says. Honor both of them. I can't get an amen. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Self-esteem can be boosted by making good choices and doing good by lining up with the messages that are being taught in the worship service. That'll boost your self-esteem, trying to align yourself to the word, especially when you overcome something. Something happened that used to bother you, and now you overcome it. Don't you feel good? You got to get like that about your mother and your father. So when you see them, you're an advocate for them. You're an ally. That means if somebody says something about them, you own them. What? Because I honor my father. I honor my mother. So no matter what happened back in the day, you got some back in the day stuff. You got some last week stuff. You pointing the finger at your mama and daddy, look what you did. I preach it every week if I have to, Elder. Every week. Amen. Because those are the things that drive us. 
to do the wrong thing. Anger, hatred, bitterness, wrath, envy, jealousy. These are the things that make us do the wrong thing. Amen? Make us live outside of God's will. Amen? Proverbs 3 and 13. Happy is the man that findeth what? And the man that getteth what? Happy. What does happy mean? That means they're living a happy life. Because they found wisdom. And they got an understanding. I know why daddy operated like that. And why he did that. I'm going to forgive him. And these last few years we got. We're going to spend together the right way. I know why mama was tripped on that. Or this or that. But I got understanding now. So now I'm going to put this understanding in the work. So I ain't got to walk around with hatred toward her. When we are among other believers, it's very important that we grow as we receive the word and progress as doers of the word. When we are among believers in here, it's very important that we do what? Grow. James 1 and 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be what? See, what happens is if you don't grow, you see other people being blessed. Envy and jealousy. Crouching. Cain didn't grow. Saw Abel being blessed. God said, wait. Cain. Now you got two options here. You can do what's right. Or you can continue in what is wrong. In other words, you can do what Abel's doing. And get Abel's blessing. But if you keep doing what you're doing, sin is crouching. And that's what happens in here. If you don't become a doer, actively applying, then you see the people that's applying it, you get envy and jealous of them. So then you start trying to gather up folk that talk that creepy talk to make you feel good and start finding stuff wrong with people. The enemy will cause envy and jealousy to grow in our hearts if others are progressing and being blessed through the ministry and we remain stagnant with no results of applying the principles that are being taught. This causes seditions, variances, and what? Discord. 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 Yeah, it does. And then you look around, two, three years has passed. Folks have progressed, grown, strengthened their marriage, strengthened their children. Built their homes up. And you still sitting here. (laughs) Well, that's going to birth envy and jealousy in you. And you're going to start looking for fault. Oh, she thinks she, yes. She thinks she saved, but I know. I saw her. I remember. I, you know, start that old talk. All y'all acting like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You know, that tearing down talk. You turn them down because you're not secure in who you are. Because you're still operating like the old man. You haven't disassociated yourself with the old man. So you're jealous of the folks that have. They done moved on. You still accuse them of stuff they did last year. They moved on. And you still that pointing. You know what that means? That means you ain't went nowhere. Proverbs 17 and 4. A wrongdoer gives attention to evil lips. And a man of deceit gives ear to a what? A wrongdoer gives attention to evil lips. A wrongdoer. Ain't that what I just said? A wrongdoer. That means you ain't doing the right thing, so you giving attention to what evil lips are saying. 
and a man of deceit gives ear, listening to a damaging tongue. Tongue is doing damage. What? Tearing down. That's the damage. Amen. A wrongdoer gives attention to what? Evil lips. Evil lips. Jealous. Envy and jealousy is what it is. Envy and jealousy. Can I keep going? Foundation. A new church requires a good what? Foundation to support the longevity of the fellowship. So, in the infancy of a ministry, the body must be on what? Where's where, where, where Brother Brian? Brother Brian, now, you're, you're an engineer, right? What's the most important part of the building? The what? Foundation. We didn't rehearse that. That's the most important part because you can, if the foundation is good, the building can be whack. You can tear the building down and do what? Because the foundation is good, right? Good foundation. You see what I'm saying? So the foundation is very important to God. That's why Acts 2 and 44, the first church, it said that all that believed were together and had what? That's the foundation for building the church. Everybody had to have all things in common. Can't be no cracks in the foundation. Foundation has to be solid. Certain divisions or issues that are created during the foundational growth process of a church cannot be tolerated because the foundation is not yet strong enough to withstand it. Amen? Because people always listen to this Acts 5 and 5 about Ananias and Sapphira. And the Bible says, Ananias, hearing these words, when Paul told him, said, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost and said you was going to bring a certain amount of money and you kept it? And then his lies were like, all right, well, you know, I, yeah, I did. My bad. Uh-uh. Right. <laughs> no, Doc. The Bible said, Ananias, after hearing these words, fell down and died. Gave up the ghost. But listen to the next part. And great what? Fear. Fear came on who? All them, that hurt. all them. But while the foundation was being laid, it couldn't be tolerated. I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. Amen. I, ho- I hope we get to keep everybody in here. But some people can't be in here while a foundation's being laid. Right. Right. Too messy. They crack it up. They break it up. They bust it up. Too much mess. You see what I'm saying? The foundation has to be strong enough, and it's not strong enough yet to support that. So you see people just bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Well, you can't go try to grab everybody back. Oh, come on back. Come on. No, a foundation is being laid, so they probably don't need to be here. Amen. And then it looked like we ruled harshly and justly because when we had that variance and that sedition and the elders, we all came out. We had to call it out publicly and all that kind of stuff. Well, 10 years down the line, you might not have to do that. Probably won't have to do it. But in the infancy of the ministry, it has to be dealt with a certain way so that all that see it, fear can come up on them. Yeah. And folks feel like, man, that church did me wrong. Well, no, it had to be handled that way because of where that church was in a timeline. Because that church is laying foundation. Am I making sense to you today? Yeah. Yeah, so don't take it personally, but man, I mean, we're not a mega church. Mega church, you can get away with anything. You can kill somebody during the service at a mega church and the choir won't even stop singing. Dude, he got shot in service. 
Paramedics came, everything, and they still. <laughs> and nobody even seen it because there's so many folks in there. You get away with anything. But if it happened in there, everybody's going to see it. And it's going to affect everybody and everything. Does that make sense? The fellowship must be built on those that not only enjoy the service, but also desire change and allow the service to motivate them to be better. Aren't we all trying to, who's just trying to be better? How many of you are perfect right now? You don't, you don't, you don't, need, you don't need church. The church service must service us. Must service us. When your all light come on in your car, take it to the service drive and then get out and tell them, I just want to just roll up here and just look around. And then drive off. You still going to need some oil because you didn't get serviced. That's a service center. That service center is there to service you. So why would you be in church service and not get serviced? Church service must service us or we will feel less than others and then allow discord to set in. Yeah. First Peter 2 and 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, all hypocrisies and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes do what? That ye may what? Desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Summary! When we are in fellowship with others, we must grow. It should have been in all caps. When we do not mature and grow, then we will feel less than those that are growing. When we see others progressing spiritually and really moving forward, but we continue to make bad choices and remain immobile, then we will find fault in the process so we can discredit it and make ourselves feel better. Instead of growing and doing better, we put our mouths on those that are doing better so we can feel good about the state that we are in. This is the precursor of discord and variances. People that enjoy the fellowship but do not want to mature or be better must tear down the message or the messenger in order to cope with their lack of growth and maturity. This is why it's so important to not only enjoy the church, but we must enjoy the process of growing into who God desires us to be. We can't hate the messenger and enjoy the message. So we can't hate the, hate the messenger and enjoy the message. We can't hate the process, but enjoy the place. <laughs> Say that again. We can't hate the process and enjoy the place. Now, I don't like the people in there. I don't like that little preacher they got. I don't, you know, I just, you know, but, but the word, you know, the word is the truth. You can't get past all of that. You're going to have a problem. What you just said, who you talking to? There's a problem. You just sowed a seed of discord to somebody even saying that. Then you got them thinking, well, I did kind of like him, but now that you say that, he is a little abrasive. (laughs) Oh, no, what they call me on the internet, he angry. He's just always angry. It's an angry little something, ain't he? (laughs) Just mad. Oh, he's so mad. What is he mad at? Who is he mad at? I think I laugh more than anybody on earth. Anybody that's been around me, I mean, that's all we do is laugh. But no, he, that's an angry little something. He just mad. Somebody made him mad. That's hurt. That's, that's deep hurt I hear. <laughs> I am loud, though. 
but you can't hate the messenger and enjoy the message. Can't hate the process and enjoy the place. It all comes together, right? The message, the messenger, the process, the place. It's all a part of the fellowship. So we must enjoy it all or do what? <laughs> oh, man. Acts 4.32, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things, what? In common. Because the beginning of this thing had to be that way. No, we're not going to all give all of our money and earthly possessions to ABC. We're not going to do that. We're not going to take all your fancy clothes, we put them all together, and we all wear uniforms. We're just not going to roll like we don't have to. This was in the infancy of the ministry. It had to be done that way in the infancy of it to lay the what? Foundation. Foundation. Now that the foundation's laid, we can step on top of that foundation and build ABC. You see what I'm saying? But as we build our foundation, certain things can't be tolerated. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. So everybody was doing it so Ananias could keep his. You changed everything. How's everybody going to do it? You don't do it, but then you say you did it. That's how it had to be in the infancy. Does that make sense? Amen. So we got some folks carrying a bigger load in here and all of that kind of stuff. Who cares? Come do what you can do. The best you can do. That's why we don't beat you over the head, brother Trent. Don't get up. Oftentimes, hooping. No, it's time. Guess what? It's offering time. Ah, yay, yay. I hate that. Dude, we just had altar call. It wasn't that excited. Just preached the gospel. It wasn't even that exciting. Y'all, guess what time it is? Everybody, get the, get the slave eyes. foolishness. Why do they do that, man? Golly. They do it all over the country, too. All over the world. Please, it's money. We can call it money. They don't even like to say money. Who no, don't call it money. Those are gifts and seeds and <laughs> dude, last time I checked, I didn't have no seeds in my bank account. <laughs> See, if you give it as money, you're only going to get it as money. Good! Because I need money. I need some money. Some cash. Let's call it what it is. Is it cash? Is it cash? <laughs> Neither was there any among them that lacked. Everybody gave everything. And then they sold everything. And laid them down at the apostles' feet. So that the apostles could distribute. Um, well, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had what? need. What God was doing, he was creating a government. He was creating a city. He was creating an existence with them so that they could be independent of the state and operate in his calls and his giftings and different things so that it could grow and then they could take it out. All right. So it had to be a certain foundation to allow for that. Amen. Amen. All right. So we got a good understanding of that. I hope you got a good understanding of it because this fellowship, we want to be on the same page as we grow. People aren't perfect. Look, somebody say, I know you're not perfect. <laughs> people going to have error. People going to make mistakes. People going to do dumb stuff. But we forgive people and we move on. 
we try to make it better with people. Man, why does why is the church so hardcore when it comes to folks messing up? We act like folks, if they messed, oh no, see, I knew. Why do we become such great judges to other people? Where did that start? That, that's, that's the spirit of the Pharisees. Those kind of things. And I know somebody looking like, nah. hush, oxymoron. We ain't no oxymoron. What you see me doing with EX Ministries and that kind of stuff? I ain't judging people. I'm reading what they said. I'm showing what they did that they were proud of. It ain't nothing secret. You don't see me exposing folk going out digging in their trash can, looking for stuff to, to find it. You don't even have to do that. Just turn on preachers of LA, they're going to show you everything. And I just get the Bible and hold it up to the word. Is this what we're supposed to be doing? According to the word? No. But ain't nobody trying to bust nobody out and we just peeping and got binoculars. <laughs> no, we're not, th- we're not judging people like that. No way. But if we see our brother in a fault or something, we're going to go to him and we're going to try to restore him. So that they can be back. Amen. Back in the seat they were sitting in in here. We want you back. Amen. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas. 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com